Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today. Uh, we continue our examination through the book of 1 Timothy. As a matter of fact, I hope we'll complete it today. We're in the sixth chapter uh, at the 17th verse. And so there's really only five verses left. But you know how it goes sometimes. I think we'll do five verses in one session. And it may wind up taking four sessions to do five verses. But what's happening here is that Paul, uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit, is continuing to instruct Timothy. Okay, he's telling Timothy uh, how to do certain things, what to say. And remember the context again. Paul was hoping to visit Timothy, and he said, but in case I don't get there anytime soon, I thought I'd write down these things where you would know how the body of Christ is supposed to relate to one another, how we're supposed to live together. And so he's given instruction after instruction after instruction to Timothy and to the body. Okay, the, the church itself would have read this and would have known it too. So 1 Timothy chapter 6 Verse 17 says this, instruct those who are rich in this present world not to be conceited or to fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. Now, there's some serious things right here for us to understand and take in consideration. But first, I want to say this. This is a word to the rich. And, you know, a lot of us will go, well, man, I'm not rich. This doesn't definitely doesn't have anything to say to me. Now, let me tell you, anybody who's listening to this at this moment in whatever way is richer than 99.9% .9 of mankind has ever been. We may not think ourselves rich in relationship to somebody over here or somebody over there. But in the greater scheme of things, with the fact of what we've seen, what the Scripture says, that if you, uh, if you have food and clothing, then rejoice in that and be satisfied, be contented. Most of us have had an abundance of food. Most of us have an abundance of clothing. Most of us have somewhere to lay our head at night. It may just be a couch with a friend, but we have somewhere to lay our head at night. We are rich beyond measure, particularly taking into account the historical setting of mankind. Okay. We are rich in this present world. So he instructs Timothy to instruct them to not be conceited about this. Not be conceited. Don't think that just because we have the basics of things, just because we have excess of things, that we're, that we're okay and that we're fine. And, he's, and you think, well, what is he talking about? Well, the statement actually reveals it to us. Not to be conceited or to fix their hope on the uncertainty of riches. See, the hope of most who are rich is upon their riches. Their peace is because they have riches. Now, what's interesting about that, the more that people have, the less peace they have because they're worried about the riches that they have, right? So we don't put our hope on riches, and definitely on the uncertainty of riches, but what it says in the next phrase, but on God. So instruct those who are rich to put their hope on God. Now, he doesn't say there's anything wrong with being rich. There isn't. It's not a sin to be wealthy. Okay? 
Now, how you attain that wealth, if you attain it by sin, well, that's not good, okay? That is a sin. You're not to do that. But no, he doesn't say that it's um, an unhealthy or not a good thing to have riches, to have wealth. The problem is when you're conceited about it. The problem is when you're fixing your hope upon those riches rather than on God. And that's when the riches become an idol. You know the scripture that we've looked at before. You know, the love of money is the root of all evil. It becomes an idol. Their hope is upon their riches and upon what they can acquire and what they believe to be the protection thereof rather than on God. And then the next part of the verse in the sentence says this, but on God who richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. Now think on that. You know, it's, it's pretty rare to hear that taught or preached. And if it is, it's usually taught and preached from the wrong perspective and from the wrong heart. It's usually uh, taught and preached from a uh, really a greedy, self-centered perspective. But look what it says. Who richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. The Lord supplies us. He's the one that gives us riches. He's the one that gives us what we need. And he does so richly. And he richly supplies us with all things. Not just this over here, not that over there. It's everything. But you see the last two words, to enjoy. The Lord gives us these things to enjoy. Now, verse 17, uh, 18. Instruct them to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is life indeed. So he's telling them, he said, instruct them on how they're to use their riches. Use the riches for good works. Be generous with it. Be ready to share. Don't store up treasures, and you'll see this in other portions of Scripture here on earth, but store the treasure of a good foundation for the future. Okay, And it's not the good foundation of the future that the world will say where well, I have more stuff and more stuff to where my hope is fixed upon that riches. No, no. The good foundation of the future so that may take hold of that which is life indeed. In other words, you're sowing into the spiritual realm of the future. You're sowing into the kingdom. Okay. And that's not talking about somebody comes along. Oh, I want you to sow into the kingdom because I want to build this big building to the name of God. Give me a break. Okay, good works, being generous, ready to share. Now, the last two verses, one more instruction to Timothy. Oh, Timothy, guard what has been entrusted to you, avoiding worldly and empty chatter and the opposing arguments of what is falsely called knowledge. And boy, that's a loaded verse right there. That one that says falsely called, well, let me just finish the sentence, which some have professed and thus gone astray from the faith Grace be with you. And so what is he saying right here? He's telling Timothy, he's, you know, guard this that has been given to you. This giftedness has been laid on, uh, given to you by laying on the hands. What the Lord has entrusted you, guard it. He said, avoid the irreverent babble, profane babblings. And then the King James has an interesting thing. And oppositions of Science. Science falsely so-called. 
New American Standard ESV and the Lexham all say that it's falsely called knowledge. Avoid this empty talk and the contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. It's really a picture of what we see today in what we call scientism. Scienceism, okay? Uh, the idea that people worship science. They really do. So science says this, so it must be true. And the King James actually uses that term, actually the opposition of science. Avoid this. Know what the truth is. Know what the truth is of the Word of God and know what the truth is in the natural, folks, in the natural. So much of what people say, well, scientists say this is not exactly what the truth is. Okay, so let me read the last verse here from the King James. It says, which some professing have erred concerning their faith. In other words, getting caught up with that kind of knowledge where it's the wisdom of man and the inside of man has led them astray from the true faith and the true knowledge. And he's then grace be with thee. Amen. And then there's a little verse that's added in the King James that we don't see in the contemporary versions. The first of Timothy was written from Laodicea, which is the chiefest city of Phrygia, Pancatiana. <laughs> okay, just a little thing right here that's put in, sort of letting us know where this is coming from. Paul is exhorting and telling Timothy and telling us to keep our eyes upon what the Lord has granted to us, what he's entrusted us. Don't get caught up in the world's empty chatter. Don't get caught up in the opposing opposition of the arguments of science. Know the truth. Don't get distracted by false knowledge. Know what the truth is. Know in the natural what the truth is. Know the word of God. Speak it forth and watch what the Lord does. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you all again next time. Goodbye.